When you're working and you want or need more money, you can do things like work overtime, get a job, or even take a second job. In retirement, your opportunities for more money are limited, and Social Security often isn't enough. On today's show, we'll highlight five sources of retirement income to think about. Welcome to the Financial Insider with Mark McCanny and Eric Seabolt. Well, hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. In the studio with me, Mark McKinney, Eric Siebold, Novus Financial Group. The show is the Financial Insider. We're with you each week at this time. So thank you so much for joining us once again on your uh, busy weekend. One of the things we like to talk about in retirement is uh, creating income. You, know, you don't get that paycheck anymore, so you got to find other ways to do it. That's one of the main goals of every retiree. And the good news is we've got some really good ideas for you to consider. And uh, Eric, why don't you start us off? I know you have some good thoughts on this. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, absolutely. This is actually my favorite topic in the world because we all understand that when you get to finally flip the switch and go into retirement mode, your, your standard of living and a lot of your happiness is going to be based off of how much did you plan in terms of your retirement income. So on top of your Social Security, there are several things that we could do leading up to retirement to actually help you get ready for, and maximize your retirement income. But then when you get into retirement, you could also, and this is not just a, I'm not saying a joke here, you can actually go back to work if you want. Oh, some people have done and, that. That's for sure, right, Eric? Yeah, absolutely. And, and let's, let's face it, because of the miracles of modern medicine, we're living a lot longer and we're also in a lot better shape physically and mentally. So the, your typical, hey, I'm going to retire at 60 or 62 or 65, it may not apply in every situation. So, for example, let's, let's take my dad as an example. My father, you know, he worked really hard. He, he, was, he uh, got out of high school. He joined the Marines. He fought in Vietnam. He came back, got a job, and did what a lot of people do. They wor he worked for the next 50 years and worked hard and then decided, okay, I'm ready now. I'm going to flip the switch, and I'm gonna, I, I want to go retirement mode now. I'm ready to just take it easy. And uh, he had always got up really early in the morning for work. You know, he was, he was somebody who was always in at the office at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I know the time. And, uh, you know, it, it, and he, you know, to me, that's pretty hard when you're doing that for 50 years. Oh, I gave yeah. somebody a lot of credit mm -hmm. and because uh, we don't necessarily have to do that anymore. But uh, in his situation, he retired, decided two years later, hey, I think I'm going to go back to work. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? There, I'm sure there's a lake you haven't fished yet. Yeah. You know, go check it out. And uh, but he decided, no, you know, I want to get my social network back. I want to use all this knowledge I've gained over the years. I think I could still be helpful to the community uh, and give you a little background. My father was a chief building official and uh, he was one of the in terms of uh levels of building officials he was considered a master building official mm -hmm. so he was the highest he could get in, in his career and uh and he wanted to get back to it so he did he got back to it for a couple of years and then he decided okay I'd, i i worked that out now i want i think i'm going to go back and, and retire again and uh and believe it or not two years later he was said i want to go back to work again <laughs> And, uh, and then he retired again, and then he went back to work again. Oh boy! And it, but the, and now he's just working part time, but he's still out there doing it every day, and 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 spending a few hours, at, you know, each each day doing, uh, you know, working and inspecting buildings and going through all that. And uh, but he got his social network back, and he's keeping busy, and he's doing what he wants to do. And he but he also layered in that little extra level of income that he's making at his job so that he could go buy a new boat now. There you go. Well, and, that's, that's uh, good. That's good. For, good for him. You know, and that's, that's one way to do it. And a lot of people like to do it to keep the social network going and make a few extra uh, bucks as well. Uh, yeah. That's really good stuff, Eric. Uh, Mark, there's some other ways we could uh, uh, gain some uh, moolah money during our retirement years, I guess. Huh? Yeah, Gary. Um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to expand on what Eric just said is that this whole notion of retirement at 65 is really a momentary type of um, phenomenon here in America, you know, where you work for 30, 40, 50 years and then you retire and you, and then you, you know, live for a few years and then you pass away, you know, that's, that, that doesn't happen. And I think that really kind of developed out of the, 
um, 1950s and 1960s where people had defined benefit pension plans that they worked toward. Oh, sure. You know, and we don't have that uh, significantly anymore. And more people are kind of rethinking what retirement means to mean more of a lifelong um, work. And I don't say that in a depressing way, but I, I think that, you know, you want to maintain purpose throughout your life. And a lot of people, a lot of our clients, they come in and they just don't have the purpose, um, you know, and they're, and they really don't have a whole lot to do. Um, but that's a whole nother story, you know, I, but I just wanted to point out that I don't think we want to talk about that in a negative light that you would go get us you know, a job again, because I think a lot of the clients that we have seen do that, Eric, are experiencing a, a great deal of satisfaction. Um, and it helps them financially. So, sure. Um, but, but, you know, in a more traditional sense, you know, Gary, one of the other ways is to increase your uh, dividends. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of companies out there that uh, are great dividend sources and continue to be um, through up and down markets. And, you know, so that can be a consistent flow of income, you know, that, that you get regularly that you can count on. And, you know, I'll give you an example that I think is one of the better you know, dividend stocks, even though their dividend has been suspended for a while. And, and I think that the whole dividend world has been um, kind of unpredictable. But, you know, look at um, the Ford stock, you know, that that was one of those stocks that, um, and again, we're not giving investment advice here on an individual stock, just sharing a story. Right. That, you know, the that uh, what I find interesting about that dividend, and it's I think it's neat to check out you know, what these dividends are and, and how they come about. But I think Ford's is really interesting where, you know, um, the Ford family lives off the dividend. They're not allowed to sell their stock. They're not allowed to become mega rich people. And so, you know, they have a vested interest in their company doing well because that's their main form of income. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like Warren Buffett said, you know, the stocks that you should probably invest in are the ones that you know and like, you know, you like Taco Bell. Do you like Ford trucks and pickup trucks. I mean, what are the things you see every day that you can kind of get your head wrapped around and and look at those and say, boy, I'd like to own some of that because I use those products every day. Sure. So, you know, dividends, a great form of, of income in addition to potentially getting a job. Um, Eric, you know, one of the ones that we're not seeing um, that has been traditionally a form of income is interest. Um, why don't you talk about that a little bit? I'll, I'll let you talk about that one. Well, it, when it comes to, I think we all know where interest is these days. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it, we have folks who are coming out of checking accounts, savings accounts, CDs. Uh, and when you're looking at the returns that those are giving you anymore, you really don't live off of those. You know, it, it might be a nice thing where you're, you can uh, take your interest from your uh, CD on an annual basis or sweep it out and maybe use it for uh, to go on a vacation or to buy Christmas presents, you know, but I don't think you can really count on that. Those low levels of interest. It's hard to live on 1%. Right. Right. 1% (laughs) unless you have $10 million. That's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Most people don't. So yeah. Right. So I I think, you know, when it comes to those lower uh, interest types of accounts, you really have to start thinking a little bit out of the box and you, cause you can get interest types of returns, safe kinds of returns from other instruments. For example, you could get, there are several different types of annuities out there now that will pay you or have give you the opportunity to earn a lot more and uh, than your typical checking savings CD types of accounts and, and to really try to at least maximize your opportunity and when it comes to the what you could live off of in, in your safe types of inv- investments that you have available to you. Boy, it wasn't that many years ago when, you know, CDs and and those kind of things and interest on your checking accounts was, was a lot higher. Somewhere drift, I can't remember when, but it, it really drifted down to practically nothing, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. almost nothing. But, you know, if you live in Russia today, it's oh, 20%. I, I so. know, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that I think any of us uh, would trade our lives for, no, no. for getting 20% on the ruble. No, no. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's yeah, another don't, one. Don't but... use your passport for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No. no, stay at home. Do not go there right now. No. New vacation spot for this year. <laughs> Moscow in February. Yeah, great. Take a pass. Uh, Yeah, yeah. maybe. No, I'm good. (laughs) So, what else do we have? Any anything else we can consider ways of uh, increasing uh, income or getting income? We have another minute or so left in our segment here today, guys. In the first segment. Yeah, well, Gary, you know, one one of the things that we always recommend to our clients is 
probably at least five years before you're ready to retire, we need to actually create a solid income plan for you for retirement. And that income plan is really going to give you the opportunity to supercharge your the income that you're going to have in retirement. So there are a lot of different strategies that we could use and that we do use for clients. And uh, when it comes to creating income in retirement, you could you could even put in different things and exciting types of things like uh, rental real estate. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could you could do it one of those Airbnbs or VRBOs, you know, so if you travel a lot, you know, maybe you're a snowbird and, uh, you know, you've got a house up here in the in the northern half of the country. Um, you know, there's so many people that, you know, are, you know, coming into town to visit somebody and they don't want to stay at a hotel. They, you could definitely rent out your home. Um, you know, some the average of those, Gary, I see there's one or two hundred dollars a night. Absolutely. You know, so. It can add up in a hurry, too, especially yeah. if you're away for three months and rent the house out for a month or two. Right. Sure. Yeah. Not to mention, you just don't want your house not being lived in. I've always you know, every time I come back from vacation, I feel like my house is asleep and, uh, <laughs> Wake it up. you know, you don't want to have, you know, the pipes banging and, you know, rusty water coming out of the clawfoot because you haven't been there in a while. So it's, it's kind of nice to have that security of somebody being there and keeping yeah. things running. Um, but, uh, that's another one. But, you know, one of the other ones, Gary, just reduce expenses. I think that's a, you know, the, the old addition by subtraction. Sure. And so that, that's, that's, we can, that's a whole different subject. But I think, you know, start looking at your budget. What can you cut out or what things that you are paying for can you pay less for? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in, the, uh, in segment two today about, you know, cutting expenses and things you don't need. So uh, I am Gary Nolan. In the studio with me, Mark McKinney, Eric Seabolt, Nova's Financial Group. The show is a financial insider. And after each uh, segment, we have a, a wonderful offer for you. And who wants to handle the offer today? Eric, you want to talk about the offer you have? Gary, we're really excited to offer to the first 10 callers what we call our Return and Safety Optimizer Report. And if you go to our website, www.novusfg.com, you will find an icon in the, in the top of the, the landing page lets you click on the return and safety optimizer. And the return and safety optimizer report is basically going to lay out for you and demonstrate in real life simulations the benefits of implementing our no loss investment strategy on a portion of your portfolio. So when we talk about maximizing returns, minimizing losses, and giving you the best chance to accumulate as much money as possible for retirement, you're going to get it to, to your own customized report for that. Finally, someone is offering retirees and pre-retirees common sense and straight talk instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch. Folks, you need to sit down, get that financial roadmap put together. Mark and Eric will translate for you that complex financial world into very clear instructions. Again, the number 800-654-3234. These slots do fill up quick. Next 10, 800-654-3234. All right, good stuff. Chock full of lots of great information in that first segment. And what do we have coming up next, guys? No matter what the market does, we still have to plan for retirement. On today's show, we'll outline four ways your retirement strategy should change after you turn 50. Welcome back to the show. The show is the Financial Insider. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. In the studio with me, Mark McKinney, Eric Seabolt of Novus Financial Group. And we are tackling all kinds of issues today regarding your retirement. And this is something that kind of, you know, that they say sneaks up on you. So after turning 50, time to start rethinking the way you've always done things. And maybe become a bit more conservative with your investments and start planning ahead. All right, let's get started on this one, Mark. Uh, what do you want to share with our listeners on this particular topic? Well, Gary, I think that um, you know the first thing is getting organized. And when you, when you, you hit fifty, you know, I think you kind of want to at least track down all the accounts that you have, or you know, that you've accumulated over the last twenty or thirty years. Um, you know, when we see a lot of people come in to see us, you know, they they've got like a collection of statements. And uh, that's the first step. Just get organized. We'll create a spreadsheet and kind of let you know what you have. I think that's the first uh, the first thing we can do. Eric, you know, you know, back to what we were talking about is 
The second thing that I think is probably important is cutting costs. You know, I mean, I mean, I've done it uh, recently, just looking at what I'm already paying for, not that I'm going to get rid of it, but what I can pay less for per month, you know, whether that's your cable bill or your phones, stuff like that. I think that, um, you know, that's that's a critical thing is just reduce the outflow. Yeah. How is it that when you get your cable bill, you know, you, you've signed up for cable and it's X amount of dollars and then mm-hmm. the bills start coming and go, wait a minute. How did it, it honestly, it seems like it almost doubled. It almost, yeah. Cause your you get complimentary it, offer expired, yeah, Gary. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Didn't, yeah, they didn't tell me it was going to expire no. either. Uh, yeah. no. And the cell phone bills, that's a whole nother story. Oh, yeah. Am I yeah. right guys? Those oh, are definitely beyond. things you should take a look at, huh? Well, yeah, let's think about this a second. At, at the current pace of inflation, let's just say, for example, nice round number we, we're, that we're actually at around 10% of inflation right now. Imagine if it stays at 10% for a long period of time. In just seven years, the cost of living is going to double for us. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Where We're going to have to pay twice as much as we're paying today in just about everything in seven years. Have we planned for income to double in the next seven years for retirement? And the challenges that we have are crazy, guys. I mean, think about we have market risk that we're up against right now. We see swings in the market of one to 2% or even more per day. We have inflation risk. We have interest rate risk. We have longevity risk. We have a lot of things we have to incorporate and and, and protect your portfolio f- uh, from if we're going to have a successful income plan in retirement. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really interesting. The fact that when you talk about inflation, those numbers don't include, is, am I right? It could be wrong. Energy and, and other costs that are not included housing. in that inflation. Housing too, right? Housing. Yeah. You know, as long as you don't need to drive a car or, or have a roof over your head, <laughs> your formula works. You know, something that's interesting, Gary, that I thought was you know important. You know, that formula has been changed so many times since it, it, it started. And it's gone from a cost of goods index, a COGI, to... To a cost of living index. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Sure. Um, you know, for, so if a you know, it used to be that you had a basket of goods and you would track the prices on those. But now what they've done is let's take a car for an example. If a car doubles in price, they the, one of the offsets that they'll say is, well, if the quality doubled there wasn't actually any increase because it's a cost of living uh, or a quality of living, I apologize, quality of living. Mm. So now it's not cost of living, it's quality of living. So when you look at how you can manipulate things, seven and and they're admitting to seven and a half percent, you know, it's a lot more. And so, you know, I think it's critical to obviously reduce those expenses, but you know, you know, one of the the, the things that we do um, is we start with kind of that base layer, which is your social security. So when you're building out that retirement income, we look and see, what, what do we have that's guaranteed that's not going to, um, you know, fluctuate with market forces, you know, market risk, um, interest rate risk? What do you have? And then we'll build on top of that. Um, you know, so I think that the, the key here is get organized. Number one, cut expenses and then come see us and we'll talk about, you know, building up, you know, layer by layer that retirement income. And, and as we add each layer, we're going to make sure we're protecting against what Eric was talking about, which is, you know, your interest rate risks, your market risk, liquidity risk, all the different risks you face we can address as we build that um, retirement income from the from the ground up you know it's interesting mark you know years ago we talked about this before people would work 30 40 years for the same company and get that pension nowadays you work so many jobs and you leave so many jobs behind uh, i personally just uncovered a 401k that i didn't realize i had now it's not it's not thousands and thousands of dollars but it's better off coming to me than going nowhere so you make sure you find those those lost accounts am i right Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's the key is that's just getting organized is half the battle, just like with anything in life, taking that first step, just getting moving on it. And then, you know, obviously the rest falls in line. All right. We'll also start. We talked about this strategizing uh, your Social Security, when to take it, when not to take it. And of course, you can always go on SSA.gov. It'll tell you exactly, uh, you know, how much it's going to be as the years unfold. But the government doesn't give you advice. <laughs> that, that rat- right. Their advice is don't take it at all so that they get to keep it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right. I think most people look forward to actually signing up and, and enroll for their Social Security payments to eventually begin. You, re- you have to understand, you know, as you're getting re- closer and closer to retirement, what kind of impact is the Social Security income going to have on your retirement? And when you understand that and you line it up with the other buckets of money that, that you've created, to give you income and layer in there for retirement, 
now you could start to figure out, well, when am I going to claim social security? And that that's a big decision for everybody, you know, because once you claim that, it's hard to to say, okay, I don't want it anymore, yeah. and then to stop it's, them. You know, it, that usually doesn't happen. Yeah, but there's no it's going so back, critical. Right? Yeah. So we're talking about Social Security in some ways, things you should start, you know, thinking about when you turn 50. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. In the studio with me, Mark McKinney, Eric Siebold, Novus Financial Group. The show is the Financial Insider. So we've talked about, you know, tracking down those lost accounts, uh, maybe, you know, cutting costs. Stop giving money to your kids. Well, that's a whole other show some other time. We'll talk about that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Stop giving that. money to yeah. everybody's getting into our pockets now, Gary. Let's let's face it. You Absolutely. Know, if you have a portfolio, for example, and you're in, you have an equity portfolio, you know, or you have a 401k, look at all the expenses associated with it. Now, what if you could just find 1% more uh, out of all the things that you're spending money on every year and keep it for yourself and then reinvest that, mm -hmm. you know, so th these are all things that everybody needs to be aware of. You know, if you could look at your portfolio right now and say, okay, how do I, how do I cut out the expenses that don't need to be there? You know, how because I could get these types of values anywhere. So why am I paying for this or why am I paying for that? What are my expenses in mm -hmm. the first place? Right. There's a lot out there in terms of what we're paying that we could be saving right now. And it can make a huge difference in the future. You just have to have somebody take a look at it. If you're not sure what you're looking at in terms of, of a prospectus or a statement, you know, have someone, you know, for example, us take do a fee analysis for you. And uh, we'll figure out what what are you paying, and that's really when you come down to preparing for your income income plan in the future. The little things that you do today are going to make a big difference on your portfolio in the future. Absolutely, well said, Eric. You know, one of the things too is to consider. Uh, you know, I know that it's a generality of you know being more conservative when you get older, but everybody's different with that risk versus reward uh, thing, don't you think, guys? Definitely. I mean, you know, again, Gary, I, I think right now, if you what does conservative really mean? You know, let's get conservative. I mean, if you were to, quote unquote, in traditional sense, getting conservative, you know, you know that means go buy bonds or um, bank CDs. Well, sure, you're going to yeah. just go broke safely, yeah, exactly. you know, especially yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, we're evolving that definition, uh, definition of what conservative is, conservative is when it comes to a uh, investment portfolio. And I mean, you know, when I think Eric and I, when you say conservative to us, that to me that means let's cut out the losses, but still have opportunities for um, reasonable market returns. You know, maybe you're not going to get 29% in any given year, but you know, as an example, my dad, um, and I'd be happy to share, you know, his results with anybody. He's given me permission. He had almost 16% last year in an account that uh, that had no risk. Wow. You know, um, so you know that was, you know, he was positioned right. Um, and again, you know. Uh, Past past performance is certainly no guarantee of what's going to happen in sure. the future, mm -hmm. but um, you know he was positioned well and he took advantage of it. Um, but I think that you know when you when you when you get all of this advice and you hear all the talking heads, you know are I think you have to ask yourself are they talking about something you know twenty year old advice because you can get a lot of that out on the internet <laughs> if yeah. you you know Google stuff. Yeah, it's you know is it applicable to today? And when I say today, I'm meaning like this year post mm -hmm. you know and, and i want to use the word post covid because I, I know we're not completely out of it oh, yet, i like but that that's good to hear <laughs> post covid <laughs> yeah. you know um, okay. i think the rules are a little different so um that what was the other thing i was going to say you know just on a on a life issue you know that doesn't necessarily um relate to financial planning and hard numbers but i've noticed you know from a cutting out perspective um we stopped eating out um, a couple months ago, mm -hmm. just because we were, we looked at that and we were stunned at how much money we were spending mm -hmm. on restaurants. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I had no idea how much we were spending as a family, you know, cause you take a family of five out, you're going to spend, you know, a hundred dollars most likely, yep. you most know, likely, even yeah. at a mid tier, mid tier oh, yeah. restaurant, mm -hmm. you go to the olive garden, you right. know, for five people. Um, so, you know, if you do that five or six times a month and you, you know, I, I looked at that and said, well, you know, did somebody get a job, you know, because there's more money here. <laughs> but, but I did, I do think that those are the types of things too. And also just from a health perspective, you know, right. eating out, is not necessarily always good for you. So <laughs> no. I'm not the type of person that should be giving any health advice, but I'm, I'm doing my best. And I'll tell you, it feels a lot better oftentimes 
you know, not eating out uh, financially and physically. So there's, yeah. for what it's worth, there's my two cents. You on know, Mark, it's, yeah. I love this. Uh, go broke uh, conservative. I've never heard that yeah. before. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to highlight that right here on my notes here next time. I want to use that. Next time. <laughs> it's 50 bucks a time, Gary. Every oh, time thanks. You use that. And yeah, we're we're going to talk <laughs> offline about that. That 16%. I want to know more about that yeah. from your dad. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I am Gary Nolan, consumer advocate in the studio with me, Mark McKinney, Eric Siebold, Novus Financial Group. We're with you each week. The show is a financial insider and, and uh, Eric, you want to tell us about the offer this hour? We've got another great offer. Yep, Gary. Well, we're, we're excited every week to be able to provide for the first 10 callers what we call our return and safety optimizer report. And it's really the foundation of a lot of the planning that we do in our in indexing strategy, where we're going to get, gather a little bit of information from you, and then we're going to customize a report that shows you how by cutting out losses from your portfolio or a portion of your portfolio, you can really maximize the long-term returns. And so for the first 10 callers, go ahead, give us a call or visit our website at www.novisfg.com and click on the return and safety optimizer button on the landing page, put in a little bit of information and you'll get that great report. Yeah, I just saw it, too. It's very easy to get to right there on the website. And guys and gals, listen to this, your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement income plan. Call right now. Still have a limited number of availability on our calendar this week. Remember, the consultation is offered no cost, no obligation, 800-654-3234, 800-654-3234, no cost, no obligation. Call right now, and you get to speak with uh, Mark and Eric right after the show, and we are going to take a short break, but we'll be right back, and uh, what is coming up next? Gary, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the five ways retirement is actually scarier than many seniors expected. Welcome back to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. In the studio with me, Mark McKinney, Eric Seabolt, Novus Financial Group. The show is a financial insider with you each week at this time. And uh, by the way, I'll have a great offer for you. 800-654-3234. Uh, All right. So a recent survey from the American Advisors Group of more than 1,500 Americans between the ages of 60 and 75 have some startling statistics. All right. We're going to take a look at the uh, five ways seniors are a little freaked out uh, by retirement. You know, after reading some of these, I, I can understand why they're they're freaked out. But, uh, you know, they, they didn't come all that surprising to me. What about you, uh, Mark? What do you think about uh, some of these uh, topics here today on this segment? Yeah, they don't they don't surprise me at all. Um, you know, the, the first one listed here is inflation. And I had that conversation with my mother um, well, two days ago. Um, she is a teacher here in central Ohio and been retired for about 10 years. And she's telling me she's had barely a cost of living adjustment on her pension. Um, you know, my first reaction is, well, you know, you're lucky you have one to start with. Um, but second of all, I see her point, you know, that was promised uh, a cost of living adjustment and they haven't had one. So, you know, I, I can definitely, I can definitely see how that's going to be on the mind of a lot of people. She's 75 years old. Um, and, and by my, my measure, I don't think that's very old um, by today's measure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, obviously, the, you know, we were talking about going to the grocery store and just general living. You know, I, I, uh, I mean, 70%, what is it here? 66%? Yeah. Gary, fear mm -hmm. that uh, inflation will damage, you know, what's, what's left of their retirement years. And uh, another 72% are concerned that this is the widowed or divorced senior women are expressing that, 72%. So... Um, those are significant numbers. You know, talk about cost of living increases. What Social Security went up 5.9%, but Medicare mm -hmm. went up, what, 14 And then you got inflation eating away at that, too. So that's not exactly a win-win, right? Yeah, there, weren't any, there was no real increase. You know, it was just a nominal increase. They gave you money, but they took it back. Right, so, yeah. you know, it's, you know that's, that's, that's what's the misnomer right now is that, oh, everything's going up. Well, yeah, it is, but so is the cost. So, you know, we can't. I think we, we need to look at the true ROI, right? The real ROI in terms of investments in order to see if we're keeping up with that or if we're outpacing inflation. So mm -hmm. what, what does that mean? What, what, what is true ROI? True ROI is basically what are your returns that you're going to be able to, to keep 
after you factor in inflation. So when we factor in inflation, for example here, if you're looking at the safer portion of somebody's portfolio right now, and we're talking about bonds or CDs or those types of instruments, and you're getting 2% or 3% per year, but inflation is 7.5%, well, your true ROI is now a negative 4.5%. Right. Or if you're looking at uh, the equities portion of your portfolio, and over the last couple of years, after we've, re- we've recovered a little bit from the, the huge fall that we saw in early 2020, you know, some portfolios, some equities have returned, you know, 20 or 30%. But okay, if you got 20, well, you got to back out 7.5%, your true ROI before taxes, that is also is 13.5%. So, you know, we really have to think about now in terms of long-term investing or getting prepared for retirement when we're supposed to try to get a little bit more conservative every year as we get closer and closer to retirement. How is that inflation really impacting? And it's not just some nominal number. I mean, it's things that we experience every day. Well, we haven't had this inflation, what, in in, in 40 years? And it goes back to what I talked about earlier, that, that push and pull between risk and reward. Like you said last segment, uh, Mark, go broke conservative. So you still have to be safely aggressive. Is that a better term to put yeah. it maybe? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, think about what happened at the end of 2018. You know, we're kind of there right now. We've got the Fed saying they're going to meet here in the middle of the month and start raising rates systematically seven times during this course of this year. But if you'll think back to the latter part of 2018, they flirted with raising interest rates in the market just plummeted, if you'll recall that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's my concern right now is people are positioned, you know, they're, they're, they're positioned in equities thinking that this party's going to go on forever and it's generally not going to. And the difference is this time, you know, back in 2018, they didn't have inflation running at seven and a half percent, quote unquote, you know, it's probably right. more like 10 or 12, but they didn't have that issue. Um, they were trying to create inflation at that point and they, and they weren't very successful. Now they're behind the curve. So that's why I think it's time to kind of take it really now. This is the time to take a look at your portfolio and say, okay, I am going to have to um, ad- uh, address this, uh, you know, the, the 900 pound elephant in the room, which is interest rate hikes. What is that going to do to my portfolio and my retirement income? 2018, I think that was kind of like, well, you know, they, were, they, they flirted with doing it and look what in the market through a fit. But this time they kind of have to because in Inflation's running just absolutely rampant. Yeah, the, the domino effect there. It, it's what happens to bonds, for example, when interest rates are going up, Mark. Well, they go down in value, and we're, we're seeing a lot of that this week, um, you know, especially on corporate issues. You know, the borrowing costs for companies are going up right now, and then we're seeing, um, you know, outflows from ETFs and mutual funds out of bond funds because people are concerned about inflation, so they're going more into a market-based um, product or, or, or uh, stocks or bond, in, in, as opposed to bonds. So you're starting to see that already hitting that um, kind of the quote unquote safe money. Um, so this is the time to start looking at that and uh, not start, but it's, it's time now. Um, you know, for so many years, all we really had to face was a market going up in perpetuity. It just seemed like it always trended up and interest rates were low. And, and, and I thought we were all going to, you know, I, I honestly thought that we, I wouldn't see a rate increase. Live happily um, ever after. Right? Yeah, yeah. Never thought of that. Yeah. I mean, and now here we are, you know, and I do think it's going to happen this time. Um, you know, they're talking yeah. about it. And, and honestly, inflation is always a monetary issue. And so they're going to have to address that. Do you find people wanting to pull everything out of the market, too, and, you know, put the money under their mattress, which obviously is not very good either? Do you see that a lot? I too, think that happens clients? a lot. Yeah. yeah they, well, they we try to talk them out of it it's because usually when they do that, the market's already gone down. Right. So, you know, you don't want to take the money out as the market's going down. You leave it in there and let it, you know, get that potential rebound. You know, and, and there are, here's the great thing, Gary, is there are solutions out there that we we incorporate into the portfolios of our clients that will lock in your gains and, and create a new floor for your account, but also give you an uncapped, unlimited upside with no losses and protect your wealth. So, you know, it's important that in order to keep up with inflation these days and in order to uh, not get sucked down into these losing bonds, let's think out of the box a little bit and let's use the solutions and the products that are there for exactly for, for these purposes. And let's try to at least get the market-like returns without the downside or the losses for that safe portion of your portfolio. 
We are talking to Mark McKenna, Eric Siebold, Novus Financial Group. The show is a financial insider. We're on it uh, each week at this time. You're just joining us. We're talking about things that are freaking out seniors as they approach retirement or as they get into retirement. Talk about inflation, expenses being higher. Financial stability is really hard to achieve when all this volatility is going on, right? Gary, financial stability is really what all financial planning is ultimately leading up to. When we look at our lives and the investment stages that we go through, we spend many, many years actually accumulating assets. And then we get what we call into the preservation phase. So a few years, maybe five, six years leading up to retirement, we get to a point where we say, listen, I got to start protecting my money now because if something happens like it did in, in 2000 or 2013 or 2018 or 2020, those types of events come around the time at the time that I want to retire, I'm going to be starting with 20 or 30% less than what I initially planned. So, you know, when we get towards the preservation phase, we're really starting to talk about, let's create some stability in this portfolio. Now let's figure out what am I going to use this portion of my money for or on my portfolio for. And then I, I have this other portion, and we call that the buckets of money approach, Gary, mm-hmm. where we could say we're going we're gonna to earmark this safer money, and we're going to take that, and we're going to do some really cool things with it. First, we're going to create an income plan. Second, we're going to make sure it doesn't lose value. It needs to be a lot safer now that we're leading up to retirement. Third, we need to at least try to outpace inflation. Fourth, we need to control our expenses and our fees. So that, that preservation phase is really critical to having a safe and secure retirement that is going to last for 20 or 30 years, Gary. That's a really long time. All right, while we're at it, uh, let's talk about that return and safety optimizer program that you guys are offering our listeners again this week. All right. So the offer this week, um, every week is for the first 10 either callers or email or or web based callers. Um, Go to our website, www.novusfg.com. And in the upper right hand corner, you'll see a little banner. And that is the safety and optimizer report. And what we're going to do there is you just fill out a little bit of information. And that uh, helps us to to create a report for you and get it out to you via email. And what it does is going to show you the value um, of not having losses in, in, in at least a portion of your portfolio. Um, and w- what that really is going to do for you is to show you that whether you're either accumulating assets or you're in that accumulation phase, or if you're in the distribution phase, it's going to show you not having losses in real numbers. This is uh, customized to you, and it's going to show you you know, the end result um, after a 10- or 20-year period, whatever you specify, how much more you'd have by just simply not having losses. And be honest with you, it'd surprise you. It, it, it's absolutely the most important thing you can do for yourself to, to, to you know, create um, the most money if you're going into retirement or to preserve as much if you're in retirement. All right. Don't forget, you want, really want to take advantage of the return and safety optimizer. All right. First step is sit down with a financial coach, something you uh, heard today resonates with you, feel you need to maybe get a second opinion or uh, make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals. Very important about your risk tolerance or just need to talk to uh, Mark and Eric, 800 800- 654-3234, 800-654-3234. All right, we are going to take a short break, but coming up next, uh, your favorite part of the show, Mark. It is. It is the Q&A. And uh, when we come back, we're going to answer some questions uh, that some of our listeners had. Welcome back to the show. It's a Financial Insider. We are speaking with Mark McKinney, Eric Seabolt, Novus Financial Group. I am Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. We're with you each week at this time. And is everybody's favorite part of the show where we get to answer questions from our listeners, from emails. And all right, let's get to Jane in Columbus. I'm 50 years old and I have 14 years remaining on a 15-year mortgage at a rate of under 3%. Should I pay off my mortgage now or keep making payments, realizing that inflation remains high? I can pay off my mortgage over time with cheaper dollars. I could then invest my current funds in conservative high-yield stocks at about 5%. She's definitely thinking about things going on there, don't you think, guys? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I mean, I first, couldn't agree with her. Yeah, first, before we get started, guys, I, I got to tell you something that just cracked me up a little bit. Well, while we were on break, 
one of our the younger associates that we have in our office poked her head in and she said hey eric do you know how you tell when you're talking to a boomer <laughs> and I, and uh my sons call me that every now and then oh, sure. and uh even though i'm not by the way i like to point that out and uh but they but i said no how do you tell and she's like because every time they say a website they say www in front of it <laughs> i was like okay you got me on that one actually yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, but, like, it's like those commercials about the guys turning into their parents i just love those so i know what you oh yeah those are hilarious <laughs> exactly what you but, mean yeah, all right so what do you think the, what do you think of jane what should she do here it sounds like she's been putting some thought into this yeah, well, she's definitely Gary. looking the the, the the cents and dollars of it, isn't she, Mark? I I think that right now what 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 she's got she's thinking correctly. Look, we're, money is cheap. That money is if that's a fixed rate mortgage, um, you know, the house is going to go up in value. Um, she's going to be making more money as wages rise. You know, we thinking we're thinking about this nominally now. So I would definitely say, you know, I wouldn't pay off anything. Um, I would continue to let it run and for multiple reasons. Um, you know, there's an arbitrage opportunity there. You know, you're, you're paying at three, but you can get five or hopefully more than that. Um, and, and the other thing, too, is just, just from a different perspective, you know, getting rid of um, accounts from a credit perspective. Um, you know, if you close an account or pay something off, it doesn't always help your credit score. So, um, you know, I look at that and say having a mortgage in a big installment loan like that is always really generally has a very positive effect on your credit. So um, couple that with the fact that, you know, this is, you know, likely going to remain a 3% mortgage. I don't think it says anything here about being a, a variable rate. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I would say, you know, stay the course and, and invest outside of uh, and not pay that mortgage off. Eric, would you agree? I would, but I, I wouldn't judge her either if she wanted to pay it off, you know, because there are a lot of people that that get, you know, when you finally get to that point where you say, man, I can pay off my mortgage and no longer have that monkey on my back. That's a, a monumental change in terms of your psyche and, uh, you know, just being able to get up every morning now and say, Hey, I own my home. And so there's, to me, there's, even though that it might make sense financially, and of course, as, as advisors, we're looking at that. We'd never judge as somebody who wants to pay off their house early either, you know, and, mm -hmm. and for, you know, for example, I'll throw it out there uh, just for myself. I, I was able to pay off my home and uh, I'm 50 years old. So if everybody goes to my website, I look a lot younger if they look <laughs> at my picture, but uh you know, it, it feels really good waking up every day, not having a mortgage. So Jane, if you want to do that, hey, you're not going to regret that. But if you do want to take that, that extra money and create the arbitrage opportunity out of it, like Mark was talking about, that'll work out for you also. Well, Especially that's because when you're paying 3%. Yeah, that's because that picture was taken 10 years ago, Eric. That's why he looks young. I'm, I'm oh, right. yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's some good advice for Jane. But, you know, you lose you lose your deduction, and that's considered a, a, a passive debt. Uh, it's not – and that's – you know, if you're going to have some debt, that's not a bad debt to have mm -hmm. is carrying a, a mortgage. All right, let's get to George and Lewis Center. What should I do with RMD funds after paying taxes if there's no currently need for the funds and I want them to grow with limited risk? What do you do with those RMDs, guys? Well, I would take it and just have a big party. I mean, why not? You've earned it. Yeah. Go enjoy the money. Exactly. Yeah, you could actually take that money and, and uh, you know, let's let's define what an RMD is first. You know, RMD means required minimum distribution. Right. So as you get to the age where you have your IRAs um, or any type of qualified money, and you have to start now taking withdrawals out of that so that the IRS gets their little piece of it. Well, when you start off with an RMD, Mark, I think the, the it's like around 3% of your portfolio now or even a little bit less. So they're not forcing you to take a lot, are they? No, they're not. It's usually, um, you know, 3 or 4% of the account value. Um, you know what a lot of people do, though, Eric, is they, you know, um, you know, they just reinvested in something low risk, you know, um, you know, I guess my question though, really Gary is most of the people that we see that are taking their RMDs live on them. Um, if they have a sizable enough amount, you know, um, but you know, oftentimes we get like my parents, for example, they'll get like a 2000 or $1,500 check at the end of the year. And that's when my dad decides to replace the washer and dryer or something along those lines. You know, it's, it's, they're not huge amounts of dollars, um, that you are required to take out. So the checks really aren't that big. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, one of the things that uh, we see a lot is that 
a lot of different um, investment programs, whether that be, you know, even like some like bank CDs or annuities or stuff that has, you know, low risk, there's an account minimum just to open them of Mm $25,000. So, you know, um, you know, I would look at that and say, you know, you know, we always think that it's good to have six months of, of liquid cash somewhere right. um, that you can get your hands on that doesn't have any sort of penalties associated with it. So I guess that would be where I would think is that, you know, not having your money, you know, at a bank, you know, maybe it is making that 1%, but you can go down and get your hands on it. Right. And it doesn't have to be all your money, just mm-hmm. some of it. That's your slush fund. So. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how I look at RMDs. Well, you know, like you said, it's only a couple of grand. I'd, I'd yeah. head to the casino, put it all on red. That's yeah. what I would do. You yeah. know? I'm not telling people to right. do that, though. That's not a good, right. not good. Not, all right, we're yeah. talking to Mark McKenna, Eric Siebold, Nova's Financial Group. The show is a financial insider. And we are answering questions from our listeners. we got time for one or two more we could squeeze in here. Glenn, Upper Arlington. I am uh, planning to retire at 62. I won't collect Social Security until 67. Will I get increased benefits even though I haven't worked in last five years that's an interesting question mm-hmm. yeah um so you know the, the increase is based on waiting you know not to continuing to to work so um yeah he will get a higher payout um you know just by virtue of waiting to take the payout so you know obviously you want to make sure that you've um um vested into social security you know right you need your 40 quarters of service um to become eligible but yes he will get an increase um regardless of that work history over the last five years blinda in plain city let's see what she has to say i've heard you talk about how now you might be a good time to uh, roll over a simple ira into a roth ira is that something i could do for myself or do i need help you might need some help on this, and, 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 and let's let's remind the listeners what a simple IRA is. Uh, simple is an acronym for Savings Incentive Match Plan for Employers, right, Eric? And uh, so it's basically an IRA that you get at work. And um, so if you were to convert that into a Roth IRA, you're going, it sounds like you're going from a traditional type um, taxable to a non-taxable Roth. So that sounds like we're talking about a conversion. Is that how you're reading that uh, question, Eric? That's how I look at it. So in any time that you're converting, if she's talking about, Belinda, your entire simple IRA, well, depending on the amount that's there that you're converting over, it could create a pretty substantial tax consequence. Mm-hmm. So I think we would definitely want to take a look at it and see what that consequence would be. And maybe it's, it's a matter of spreading it out over a few years and not necessarily doing it all at one time. So let's take a look at that. Let's do a, run our tax analysis on it. And uh, as a lot of our, our listeners know, Gary, uh, the, the program that we developed here at the Novus Financial Group it's called the Put Yourself First Plan, and it's the acronym F-I-R-S-T. Well, the T is the tax analysis. So I, I think Belinda would be a, a really good prospect here to be over to be able to to go through our tax analysis, look at the amount that's in that simple IRA, and see ultimately what's the best way to convert that to the Roth. Yeah, I mean, that's a taxable event, and there's a big difference between a conversion and a rollover. Am I, am I right, Eric? It's, uh, it's basically just saying with a rollover, Gary, there, there are possibly no tax consequences, but a conversion is setting yourself up for a potentially really uh, considerable tax consequence. All right. So anytime we're, that we're dealing with these types of accounts, it could get pretty complicated, and what we try to do is really simplify it and go back to the you know the fundamental principles of protecting your money and that's from the government as as well you know you want to protect it from losses inflation but also from tax consequences and you keep as much money as possible so you know we're we're trying to look at everything and uh, we we when we come down and finally make a recommendation gary to somebody we're going to consider as many aspects that are attacking that money as possible so that our clients can keep as much of their money, their own money in their pockets. If I might add, I think the the one valuable piece of that tax report is showing the, um, in this case, Belinda, is how not to go into the next tax bracket. So, you know, when you're doing these conversions, 
you don't want to do it all, like Eric said, in such a way where you're you're, you're doing it because you have to think about it marginally. We're in a progressive tax rate, so the more you make, the more they take. System, um, you want you want to make sure that, and that's what our report will show you how to do. Is it'll show you how much room you have before you get into that next um, tax bracket, and then we can do it over time. And uh, that might be the best way, usually is, is to do a little at a time and keep you keep your tax burden low as you do it. All right, we're talking about that first program, the fee, income, return, uh, safety, and a tax report all rolled into one that Mark and Eric will have for you when you uh, reach out to them. Mark, tell us about the uh, final offer uh, for today. Yep, Gary, uh, the offer is we've got a couple of slots left, and for the first either call-ins, and Gary's going to give that number, um, or if you go to our website, www.novusfg.com. I just did it. I did the www. Um, but uh, you go to novusfg.com in the upper right-hand corner, click on that, fill out a small, it's going to take you to a small intake form. It's going to allow us to generate a report for you, and that is the um, the safety optimizer report. What that's going to do is going to show you whether you're accumulating assets actively for retirement or you're entering it or even in retirement it's going to show you how implementing a no loss strategy on on either all or some or just a portion of your portfolio how that's going to show you how you'll have more accumulating towards retirement or while you're in retirement it's a really valuable report and uh, it'll blow your mind it will absolutely blow your mind you won't even you won't even realize you're like I never thought of that because I think that's usually what most people when they see the report they're like wow I had no idea that just eliminating the losses could have this big impact on my portfolio. All right. Our goal at the show is help you make the best decision. So if you have any questions about what we're talking about and how it may apply to your own situation, just call 800-654-3234. 800-654-3234. It has been a whole big show today. A lot of fun talking to Mark and Eric. The show has flown right on by. It is the Financial Insider Show. We'd like to thank you for joining us, Mark and Eric. We'll uh, chat with you guys next week. Investment advisory services offered through Novus Financial Group. Mark McCanny, Eric Seabolt, and their guests provide general information, not individually targeted, personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Novus Financial Group. By contacting Novus Financial Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.